It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. All right, here we go. Another Bradford show. As I as I always say when Jared Saltamaki comes on the Bradford show, there's nobody I'd rather have on this podcast. Nobody Only else. when I'm here do you say that. That's, I appreciate not, it. that's not true because you wouldn't <laughs> be you wouldn't be invited to the Bradford show fancy football league if that was true. Congratulations. I've been, I've been studying. Thank you. Have you? You don't need much. I haven't watched NFL football in like six years. So. All right. So here, here's the question. And Courtney, how are you? First of all, I am well. How are you, Rob? I'm great. I'm great. So very exciting. Two weeks from the time that we're recording, we're going to have this draft. And uh, before we get to what we're going to talk about, the baseball is boring podcast this week. Uh, Salty, I, I can play. I can get like like a, a minion for you if you want to if you want like a GM. If you want someone to do all the, if you want to be the face of the franchise and let someone else, what do you want to do? It's all up yes. to you. Yes. Oh, you do? Absolutely. I don't want to do any of it. All right. Okay. You just want to but talk I want to be trash. able to fire someone and tell them to, what to do. Okay. You want, you want to talk tra- talking trash and firing people. That's what you want to do. Absolutely. All right. Well, I tell you what, Papelbon is loaded for bear in this thing, man. He, he's calls I'm me sure like. He's ready to go. He always uh, is. He's. Three times a day. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Anyway, that's for another time. The most important thing, I think that what we want to get to today is that we want to talk about what it's like to be a champion. And there's nobody who has been a champion, maybe in the history of sports, more than Jared Saltamaki. Correct? I'm, you know what? You're the professional, so I'll take your word for it. Yes. All right. All right. List, the ch- list the championships that you've won. Uh, well, won a World Series. We just won the uh, Cape Cod League Championship. Uh, I've got a couple of gold medals from the Olympic team when I was, I think it was the 14, 15 U, and then 18. Um, I won an Arizona Fall League Championship. I won a Gulf Coast League Championship. Um, kind of, there's, I'm sure there's more in there somewhere. All you do is win. Courtney, what about, what about Court- champion for best hair? Ever be bored for that, ever? I have not, but, you know, I mean, I think there should be something for that. Well, I mean, I, I've always thought that about you. I mean, <laughs> I, when I think of Jared Saltamaki, I think of a good head of hair, and I'm jealous. <laughs> Just hiding it back here right now. Yeah, yeah. well, listen, let, let, it, let it fly. Let it fly. <laughs> but uh, so, Cordy, I, I don't want to I don't want to downplay any championships you won, right? Correct? I mean, you said cross-country, <laughs> soccer, nothing. I'm not, I'm not as – world renowned as Jared. I mean, who is like we, like we said, but I've had some fair successes in my athletic days. Certainly. You're a black belt. That's like, like five championships. I mean, I'm an ass kicker. I mean, by nature. So, I mean, that right there is worth it, worth a title. You know, I mean, come on. (laughs) Absolutely. You're winning already. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, okay. So like you said, Salty, you have won the Cape Cod league championship. Uh, you know, and we had we, you were on the podcast to talk about you were just we called you the best coach in the history of the Cape League, and maybe we knew something I don't know, 
How is uh I want to before we get into like what it's like to win because I do think it's it's an important conversation because especially playing off the whole this is a couple of years ago but the whole Manfred piece of metal thing I mean this is you know that that hit home for a lot of people right I mean to win a championship is something is is a feeling like I can't imagine anyone can really imagine if if unless you've gone through it especially in baseball such a long season. But with the Cape League, tell me about how that was. What it, was it what you expected? You know, are you a good coach? Or were you the straw that stirred the drink? I mean, what, what was that like? <laughs> a little bit of everything. No, I mean, I think, like you said, I mean, this is um, – you play sports because you're a competitor. I mean, you don't play sports just because you want to be outdoors and sweat and get exercise. I mean, you want to compete, you want to win. So, um, you know, I've never really gone after anything unless it was something I knew that I was good at and I knew I wanted to win at, um, you know, so as far as the Cape league goes, you know, I was brought on as a bench coach to work with the catchers and work with the hitters. Um, I didn't get much time with the catchers. It seemed like every day the head coach, Scott Landers was saying, Hey, you need to uh, work with this hitter today. You need to get this hitter locked in. Um, you know, so there wasn't much emphasis on the catching for some reason. Um, but you know, that's, that was our goal. Our goal was to win and, you know, um, our head coach did an unbelievable job of recruiting guys. I mean, I don't know if you know how the Cape League works, but you get a certain amount of guys at the beginning. Then the draft comes, they take half your team. And then the USA uh, baseball comes, they take half your team. So you're constantly filling in with different guys, talking to different coaches. Um, so whatever team we started with, we didn't end with the same team. We had maybe six or seven core guys that were the same, um, which is pretty amazing to those guys to be there that long. Who was the who was the best? Because like we always look back and say, "Oh my God, that everyone played in the Cape." Who was the best player that you saw on your team or any team? Um, I tell you, we have we had a second base and shortstop, Matt Shaw, who's uh, University of Maryland. He's a mass guy, um, and he's I mean he's pretty pretty good. I mean he's, he's kind of like Pedroia in the sense that he's not a big guy, but he's able to put the ball to the ballpark. He hits for average. Um, nowhere near the defense that Pedroia had because. Let's be honest, no one's there. Um, but the kid's got a bright future. I think with a good year this year, he could be a top two, three rounder. Um, okay. He was definitely very impressive. Okay. So when you get to that final game, and it, do you, and it's, it seems like silly to even ask this, but like you, when you're in it, you're in it. It doesn't make a difference. But do you, you have the same sort of nerves and the same sort of feeling when every time you win one of these championships, it's like, when you win a championship with the Red Sox. And I know that it's not the exactly the same because it's major leagues, but still I, I can win a, a championship in high school and still have that sense of accomplishment. Did you have that same sort of feeling? Yeah. You know, I think the, uh, the gratification I got was more seeing those kids grind all summer long. I mean, you're at a high school field, you're away from home. Um, you know, you're coming to the ballpark every single day. You're trying to teach them something that they're not familiar with. And you see those those guys come together in a two month period and be able to accomplish what they did and win. That's where the gratification came from. I do have a high respect for my coaches when I was playing because it is frustrating to sit there every <laughs> single day and go through the grind with those guys and not be able to control anything other than, hey, this is what you need to do. And then game time, play ball, you let them do their thing. So um, it was definitely not as gratifying as me doing it and winning it myself. But the sense of gratitude I had and, and just gratification of those guys winning was, was far beyond anything I ever did. Can you explain the feeling? When, let's go back to when you won the – because it's all well and good. You won all these championships. You're a winner. Most wins – most championships in the history of mankind. But, but still, we remember for the World Series win. 
Can you can you describe what it's like? Because I, you know, and Cordy, like you, you're you follow football as well. I I look at when when a when a quarterback or someone like I always have that image of Steve Young holding up the the trophy of like coming out of his skin. Like you can't. It's it's like you're looking at that guy. Like he probably feels in a way that you just can't possibly describe or expect. Can you go back to like when you won 2013? What that felt like. So, I mean, there's two ways. One way of explaining it is it feels like opening day all over again. Um, you know, there's so many years of playing this game, 162 games, plus playoffs, plus spring training. Uh, you're going at it from February 1st until basically November 1st. And it's a long it's a long year, you know. So you feel just August, you're just dead. Your body hurts, your mind hurts. You're just ready to just go home. Um, that year, it didn't feel that, that way. That year felt like the quickest, shortest year because we were just – so many things were happening in, in the city of Boston and for us as players um, that it was just it, every day felt great. You know, we got along as a team. Um, there was no day that felt like it was too long, you know, so then you win. And I think I had more of an out of body experience of all those years of grinding and grinding and grinding, getting traded and kind of left behind. And then all of a sudden we win the whole thing and it felt like opening day all over again, like a big, you know, piano off my back. Um, so I guess that's like, the best way of explaining it. The other way would be, you know, it's like the birth of my children, you know, that feeling of, man, you know, I can't believe I did this. <laughs> I mean, did, <laughs> I didn't have anything to do with that, but I did something. You did do, you did do something. You were a yes. part of it. Yes. You I were did a part. something. Yeah. As the only woman on this podcast, you didn't do everything, but you did something. <laughs> yeah. I do not claim that I did everything. So just <laughs> make that straight. Thank you. <laughs> science would su- science would suggest yes. Um, so when you I, I I don't remember because obviously you you know Ross is out there to catch uh, Koji in the air or whatever. But you probably I don't know if you hurdle the barrier and run out to the field and what what do you what do you do like what do you do? You just grab the person next to you. You run out there. It was funny because like. Most of those guys have been a part of something like this before, especially in you know Red Sox organization. So they kind of knew how to how to act. They went out there on the field, you celebrated, and it seemed like everybody went in the clubhouse and celebrated again. I was the only, and I'm sorry, I was the only dumb one, I guess, that stayed out there. One, you know, person asked me a question. I did an interview. Next thing you know, I had 20, 30 more. Oh, before you knew it. The party was already up in the clubhouse, almost over, and I'm still on the field. So um you know, if I had to do it over again, I would have partied a little more inside the clubhouse with my teammates. That's the only thing I regret. Well, what, what did you do when the Bourne team won? I stayed out of the way. Did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's, that was the weird part for me was sitting in the sidelines and, you know, because you don't feel like you really accomplished anything. You were the coach. You didn't do anything. You weren't on the field grinding for nine innings. You know, you were on the bench. So you don't feel like you're really a part of it, but you know you are. So you just kind of sit back, take it in, and watch those guys smile. Like I said, that made the two months worth it is seeing those guys dogpile each other and just hug each other. And, I mean, they were so invested. Um, when other teams two weeks prior were ready to go home, they didn't really care about winning. They just, you know, I did what I had to do out here, now I want to go home. You know, our so, guys were invested in winning. So I, I know that when you were leading into the season, you're, like, you're wondering if it was going to be exactly like the movie Summer Catch. Cordy, you've seen the movie Summer Catch, right? And that's um, low key. I kind of love that movie. I mean, oh, low key. <laughs> you don't have to be low key. Well, I don't like that Freddie Prince, who's a babe, by the way, but I don't like that he left a perfect game to go chase a woman. Right. As a woman, I don't appreciate that. Who does that? Who does that? <laughs> Seriously. Would you do that? 
Is my wife behind me? <laughs> you would not no, do that. Absolutely not. And she and, would understand that. And and I, I think, and I was going back and listening to the previous podcast, I did offer to simulate Jessica Beal getting out of the pool for you, though. So, oh. Right. And I, and I accepted, but I haven't you, seen it yet. Yeah, well. <laughs> Next year? I said, well, I said only if you win. So I guess you won. So I guess you yes. have to do that. Yeah. So Perfect. good movie. Though. I like the solid. Was it, was it? Was it other than that, other than the, the uh, leaving a perfect game and or, you know, are not are people p- constantly not getting out of pools in slow motion? Um, <laughs> is it is there was there it wasn't what you expected? Because that's all you probably had to go by. Right. Yeah. Well, you forgot about Jessica Biel mowing the lawn, too. Oh, that's sorry. kind of a big. Sorry. If you don't want to do the pool scene, you can do the lawn scene. because right. We didn't have anybody cut our lawn the whole time we were there. Oh, really? <laughs> I guess in the summer in the cave, no one ever cuts lawns. I don't know. I also like that blonde, hard-ass pitcher. I can't think of his name right now. Salty, I know you know who I'm talking about. Real oh, yeah, but, um, Van Lemer. That's the one. Clearly, <laughs> mm-hmm. we all have a- fantasies about this movie. We've all had fantasies about this movie in some yes. way. Yeah, yes. I guess. Yeah, Corey, you're, yeah, I know. Yeah, I think, I think we, we've... we've we've deviated from like, we're going, I'm talking about Jessica Biel getting out of the pool. You're talking about Freddie Prince jr. Yeah. I mean, it's, was there any hijinks at all? I mean, there has to be some hijinks, right? Say that again. Is, is there any hijinks at the, the Cape league at all? Is there anything like any good stories? Uh, you know, I mean, we did have three guys from North Carolina that I think single-handedly kind of kept this team together. I mean, on off days, and I'm hopefully they're not watching the podcast because they'll get in trouble because their parents still don't know they did it. But on their off day, they decided to go skydiving, which they're like, you know, hey, if we can jump out of a plane, we can win this championship. You know what I mean? Like they were 100 percent. They were 130 percent invested. They're asking me to go do it. And I said, listen, I've got four kids at home. And yes, I'm worth more dead and alive, but I can't do it. You know, um, so there was yeah, it was it was definitely not the Cape experience I thought I was going to get watching the movie but it was a really really cool experience and you know i'll be back next year so i'm excited about that now that you've got taste of coaching in the cape i mean i'm sure you have ambitions of maybe doing something in the major leagues you know getting bumped up that way i mean is that something that you see yourself in the future sort of doing the whole thing maybe becoming a a hitting coach somewhere bench coach maybe a manager is that something that's a thought process in your head or you just enjoying this you know in the moment you know, taking it day by day, year by year. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely leaving everything open, every possibility. I don't want to say that I don't want to coach at the big league level because if something were to happen where, you know, say Veritek took over, I would love to be able to coach with him. I know me and him had talked about it prior, you know, a long time ago. Um, there's other opportunities. But, I mean, I think as of right now, I'm enjoying where I'm at. I think I'm leaning more towards the college program because you get to kind of get those guys and recruit who you want. And you still have a, a little bit of a respect factor, I think, that where you can kind of, you know, demand some stuff from those guys. Whereas in the big league level, you kind of have the front office telling you what you can and can't do. And, you know, I think it's tough to kind of, um, you know, keep those personalities in check, I think. Well, so Cordy had a good question. So I, I mentioned the Manfred thing about the uh, piece of metal. But before we get to that, Cordy had a good question about participation trophies. You know, I know that's a hot subject, especially nowadays, you know, the whole thought process that everyone gets a trophy if you participate as someone that has played at all these multiple levels and has worked as hard as you have. 
And now that you have kids, so maybe your mindset's changed a little bit. Where do you stand on the participation trophy debate? I mean, I'm 100% against it. I don't think it's good for our society. I don't think it's good for the culture. I don't think it's good for the, the growth of the game. Um, you know, I, I really – I even look back at, what is it, 2019, the 60-game season. 2020, I mean, I put yeah, an yeah. asterisk. 2020, I put an asterisk on the Dodgers World Series because, I mean, that's 60 games. I've done 162. I know there's a huge, huge difference. You know, yeah. you win in 162 games, then, you know, then you're doing something. Well, so that's fair. I mean, speaking of which, so that's what leads me to the, the Manfred thing about the, you know, the piece of metal comment. And, you know, it, it's talking to guy. I, I, I was just thinking when he said this, so this is, of course, when Rob Manfred called it, uh, it a piece of metal. So what's a big deal? It's a piece of metal, the championship trophy. And when I, when I heard that, I'm just like, how does that thought go through as many filters in your brain as a commissioner and then come out of your mouth? knowing like what that basically you're asking all these guys and forget about the money. You're asking guys like yourself to devote your life to getting that piece of metal. Like, I don't know what your, what, what was your thoughts when you heard that? I mean, I thought of Torrey Hunter, you know, I mean, <laughs> the guy played however many games it was before he even got to a playoff game, never made it to a world series. You know, I mean, that's where you, you begin your season thinking about a championship. You know, in the middle of the season, you're working towards a playoff spot to get a championship. So it's not just a piece of metal to people like me, to people that are out there playing the game. You know, it, it means something. We're sacrificing, you know, yes, there's a lot of money in the game, but that's not what we began with. We began with a dream of playing in the big leagues. You know, I'm coaching kids right now that will never even get on a college field, let alone a big league field, but they had that dream since they were a kid. So now you're telling that kid it's just a piece of metal. It's no big deal. I mean, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into that. And, I mean, that's just kind of downplaying what it really means. When you touched when – you, when you actually held that piece of metal, held that championship trophy, was it like a cathartic experience? It was the greatest – I mean, like I said, it's, it's equivalent to me kissing my kids when they were first born, you know. And I even got a picture. I don't even know how it happened. My wife's cousin somehow got on the field. And took a picture of me holding the trophy, kissing it, and he got it blown up and gave it to me as a Christmas present that I still hang up in my house. So, I mean, if it's just a piece of metal, I don't think people would be doing that. And people would be paying $30,000 for a one-third the size trophy to put in their house if it was just a piece of metal. Yeah, it's, it was – anyway, I mean, it, it, is, it just struck me as like winning a championship, whether it's the Bourne Braves or the, or the World Series or whatever, I always find it a fascinating thing. I don't think that people understand – what it feels like. I, I've, I remember um, you weren't on this team, but I remember Rick Porcello, like Rick Porcello at, in 2018 being on the field and just being uncontrollable. Like he just couldn't, he just can't control your emotions. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and but, Courtney, you probably have seen white. Courtney lives in Chicago. She's a White Sox fan. God sorry. bless her. God yes. bless her. Sorry about that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> More than me too. <laughs> uh, but Courtney, you must have seen, you know, what you know, White Sox, like the the whole that whole deal growing up, right? Two thousand five, I was present for every White Sox World Series home game, and that was indescribable. I mean, I can only imagine being a player and working your whole life to get to that stage, winning. I mean, you you can't even put it into words. I remember being as a fan, being you know fifteen, sixteen years old at the time. Giving you my age there, congrats. Um, <laughs> 
Let you do some quick math there. I can't, um, I can't figure it out. I, figure it out uh, I figured you wouldn't. No, 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 no. no. But I, and, and also, I mean, just having being a part of that, I couldn't even imagine winning. And Salty, you make a point about, you know, Tori Hunter, Mike, Mike Trout, arguably one of the best. Oh, my goodness. I mean, arguably one of the best baseball players in my lifetime, you know, and he hasn't even come close, hasn't even come close. So it's just to call it a piece of metal is just ignorant, really. It's just ignorant. And it's kind of a slap in the face of, you know, guys that have worked their their lot, their entire livelihood to get to that stage. What do you I, get for what do you get for winning the Cape League? Like, do you get like, do you have champagne? Did you break out like the the Schlitz or what? I mean, what? That was see. So the last the last day, of course, you know, if we lost that game, we played the next day for the last possible game. It's, you know, best two out of three. So of course, we're playing at a field where it's no lights. Um, it was raining, so we had to push the game back to four. So we're trying to rush this game through. I got on to the manager in like the fifth inning because he made like the dumbest pitching change you can make. It's like six to one left-handed batter on deck. And he decides to make a switch to put a lefty in who hasn't pitched, but an inning for us. Wait a um, minute. Is this, is this Tony LaRusso managing? Or is it- <laughs> right. It was one of those moves. It definitely hundred percent was. I'm sitting there telling myself, you know, what is he doing? You know, and we got to hurry up. This game's going to be dark soon. You know, we got to get through this. I had already had my flight the next day. You know, I was kind of selfishly thinking about myself, but I could change a flight. Not a big deal. But either way, it just didn't make sense, even in the in the, in the game aspect. Um, so he anyway, brings the lefty in. The guy throws four straight balls, walks him. Then he makes the pitch and change to bring the other guy in. And I'm like, that was just a waste, you know, for what? This one lefty that's going to stay in the game, they're not going to make the switch. It's one of their better hitters. So they're going to let him face the lefty, uh, keep him at first base. So, yeah, it was um, – it was a lot of hectic craziness going on. We ended up getting it over with. There's no champagne. We got a hat out of the whole thing. And then I guess we get a ring at the end. Maybe you, get a, uh, you just get, you put on a hat and you just like leave. We got the Cape it was a Cape league Ch- Cape championship hat. That was uh you got like play miniature golf in Hyannis or something. I mean, like what? <laughs> we no, we went back to sandwich or born and we did a little laughter party thing, but everything closes in the Cape at like nine 30. So we were there till about 1030 and then we shipped the boys over to a little local pub that we usually go to as coaches and celebrated a little bit longer. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah, that, that's, well, listen, you are, you know how you can make up for it, Salty? You can win the Bradford Show Fantasy Football League. Because whoever wins that, they're celebrating. Remember, Brad, remember, I'm in this too, Rob. So I know. And you know I'm competitive. Well, I, I, I expect you to win. And, what do we and, get if we win? Yeah, what do we get? That's a good question. What do we money, get? A lot of money. <laughs> we don't a get a of, belt. A lot of Jonathan. Well, a piece a of lot metal of, belt. We got a couple I, weeks. We got a couple weeks to pick through some things, including, by the way, the most what maybe the most important part of the equation, which is what happens to the person who finishes in last place. So, mm-hmm. so oh. this is so I mentioned this to Pat. <laughs> And, 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 you know, you've heard like the different punishments for finishing last. I said, oh, yeah, there's this one where, you know, you have to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. 
And Pap goes like, no, that's not a punishment. I love right. Waffle House. I went, right. to, I went to Christmas dinner there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, I mean, are you prepared that Pap, I mean, this is what he did when we did the fantasy in, in Boston, is he would call guys up and offer to pay their buy-in fee just for their players. He already so did he this. He, so he wants to, so he wants to like up the ante, right? He wants to up the ante. I said, I said, Pat, like, I can't afford that. I like, we have, nobody can afford what you're talking about. He's like, okay, I'll pay like whatever. I'll pay $500. If you give me like a fraction when you win, like what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he does the math on that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but it'll, it'll be a math. It, yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be, I want you all as members of the league to think of, of a, a good punishment, B a good celebration. What we, besides the money, before, besides the cash, what we should do. And somehow, some way we should all have a big party. Maybe out and we'll fly everyone to Chicago court. There you go. Please, I would love to host, but we're not doing anything in the Cape that closed at nine 30. No, 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 there's no, no, ha- they stop serving food at 9 30 then the bar closes at 10 it's it's not worth it but punishment maybe we we host uh one of your shows or something oh, maybe that's a good wow, punishment that's a, or you have to be on the show i don't know that's, that's yeah well that could be good. uh all right salty like we're gonna wrap things up here uh because this is uh, what we love to do courtney has like one of the best social media accounts uh around she does she's very snarky uh and uh so I, I, so it's sort of like a week that was thing. And um, so I want to go through some of this stuff. And uh, so I want to start with this one. Well, remember, Maybe, I live under a rock, so I don't really know. No, I know you don't. So this is why I'm doing it. Okay. Are, are you on Twitter? Jared, are you not on Twitter? No. God bless you. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, so starting with Daniel Vogelbach, another guy I absolutely must rip beers with. I mean, fair. Do you not agree? I mean, is that not a guy? No, but it leads me to the question of the salty. If you had, if there was one guy, if you could say one guy, I'm gonna like quote unquote rip beers with. Who would it be? And he's he's not the guy. I got to pick a different guy. guy, No guy that you played with. Guy that you played with. Oh my gosh. Um, We've already we already Cordy we already. Have you ever been to Vinoy in, in St. Petersburg? I certainly have. All right. So yeah, we've already gone through like the off day in 2013 uh, of the, the exploits of the 2013 Red Sox, which is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. Um, but uh, yeah, so we know that there's beers that have been ripped. Yeah. So who, who, who would be the, the guy you say, okay, you know what? We're going out fishing in St. Peter, and this isn't maybe it's the guy you went with, but. We're going out fishing in St. Petersburg. We're, we're hanging by the pool in Vinoy, uh, whatever it is. So, well, I mean, those two guys for sure. But the one guy that I could think of because, I mean, he's got one of the best lines. He's, he's already told me, he's like, listen, if I can't have a beer with you, I can't trust you. So, I mean, John Lackey by far is the guy mm-hmm. that I would grab at the bar and just pound him. Okay. All right. Honestly, I may make a T-shirt that says that because that is yeah. phenomenal. <laughs> It's true. It's can't, very, can't, very can't trust you if I can't have a beer with you. Amen. I, I could not do more. Put that on a bumper sticker, put that on a shirt. All right. There we go. Now we're That's on it. the trolley. Now we're on the trolley. All right. 
I like that. See, see, this is where your Twitter account gets us, Courtney. Thank you. I am making a difference. I didn't think I was, but, but I actually am. Absolutely. So, Courtney, who besides what other player beside Daniel Vogelbach would you say, that's Oof. the guy I want to rip beers with? So Courtney travels all over the place, and also she she always tells us what places to go drink in the in this great wide world of ours. I'm I'm a, I'm a big big traveler. I'm a big brewery connoisseur. I'm a big winery connoisseur. I'm basically a big drinking connoisseur. So <laughs> if I had to pick, Lance Lynn is at the top of my list. Um, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen Large and in Charge Lance. I mean that's a guy yep. you want guy you want to sit at the bar with. And, and Lackey trusts him, by the way, if that means anything. Oh, no, no, Lackey does trust him. So, and they played together in St. Louis. So, I'm, I'm sure they bellied up a few times. All right. See, literally and figuratively bellied up. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I have, uh, I've only, I went to remember Salty, like in Fort Myers, at the belt. No, what was it? It was a uh, the Gulf Coast Town Center. Yeah. They used, yeah. So they used to have that place next to the sushi restaurant. And I was there with Beckett Lackey one time. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> dot, 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 dot. That was the end of the story. <laughs> um, anyway, I tried to get Beckett in this league, by the way. So, but uh, that didn't happen. Um, all right. So the next one is the Harry Carey hologram you tweeted about, right? Did you see this, Salty? No. Uh, so the at the Field of Dreams, they played the the game this week at the Field of Dreams, right? The mm -hmm. in, in Iowa, and they had uh, Harry Carey as a hologram, what singing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game," correct? And Courtney, you tweeted that it was creepy or something, right? It was, it was terrible. I mean, first of all, talk about a phenomenal drinking partner, Harry Carey. Yeah. I, yes. Uh, I, I would be a little scared of him. I don't disagree, yeah. especially yeah. back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, I mean, Dempster does a great Harry Carey, so I just kind of can only imagine that <laughs> in my mind and thinking that's why it's awesome, but. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But, what? Uh, but yeah, very creepy. The holiday, like, this is the thing about that game. It got terrible ratings. And no. I, don't, I don't know, and this is in Salty, we're doing this baseballs and boring campaign, and we're trying to, you know, make, make it clear, like, how awesome this game is. But whether it's the All-Star game, the Home Run Derby, the, the whatever this game was, like they're getting bad ratings, man. It's in – I don't know what to do. Teams. Oh, that's true. You can't have Cincinnati going out there fighting for nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And listen to Joey Votto, you know, it's like, you know, I guarantee you, you put a Red Sox-Yankees out there. I mean, even, you know, Yankees-Sox was decent last decent. year, but – I mean, it was obviously the first one. So, I mean, you know, you got to – it's always going to have great ratings on your premiere. Yeah. You know, it's the next one after that. You got to come back with something solid. Do, you, do you like Do you like the mic'd up thing, like players being mic'd up? For BP, yeah. Well, not for games, so. though. I'm not – I mean, I'm not big – I mean, I guess it just takes away from the nostalgia of the game and, you know, the iconics of – it's a game we're trying to compete and win. And now we're on the field talking like in the all-star game, you got the guy throwing 98 with a nasty slider and Smoltz is telling him what to throw. I mean, like they took away the, what the all-star game really represented. Thank you. Thank you. you. Know, and it's th just, that's why I think that the ratings suck because, because I think that there's too much of this Jersey exchange stuff going on. 
Yeah. You know, there's the, the, the competition of it all is sort of out the window. That's, yeah. I mean, and, and that's when we're talking, that's what we're talking about. It's sort of like you're doing all this stuff, but at the heart of it, you know, you need some competition. Yeah. So, yeah. They're making it acceptable to be mediocre. Like, it's acceptable just to show up. Like, no, it shouldn't be acceptable. It should be acceptable if you're a winner. Like, winners used to get jobs in the offseason because of what they did the year before, and they won. Now they're getting jobs because they've got a great, you know, Twitter or Instagram account. Right. You know, it's like, come on. You were a winner. You won. You got your right. contract. There you go. Boom. There got it is. got a contract, and I was, you know, bounced around after that. You know what I mean? It doesn't it's matter. Just, no, I mean, it does to me because I wanted to repeat. <laughs> well, well, we've already gone through that. I didn't want to go to Miami in front of 8,000 fans. and yeah. you know. But I'm, I mean, imagine trying to compete to your point and having a broadcaster in your ear, you know, saying right. things and having to respond to that. That's, right. that's insane. As the guy on the mound is pitching for his next contract and you're over there talking to so-and-so, you know, I mean, like, that's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, we were talking with this, you know, we've been talking a lot about this sort of jersey exchange thing and we're talking about, you know, Pap, Took it to the next level, of course, when he came on this weekend and said that every time Fernando Tatis Jr. got up, he would have hit him. Um, and um, he would have hit him even if they're forced in a run. But Why, Because he had bacteria from a haircut? He, I mean, didn't, haven't we all? I mean, haven't seriously? We? <laughs> what other excuse do we got? you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, my Lord. The way that, Who amongst us? Those, right. those, those words coming out of your mouth, it's just I like that. That's how surreal it is. I mean, really, this is what we're doing. This is what we're dealing with. Yeah, that's <laughs> the excuse. For, and he didn't even come up with the excuse. His dad came up with the excuse for him. It's like, daddy's to the rescue once again. Yeah, not good. Not but good. I'm but all happy. I mean, not happy. I mean, okay, I guess I'll say I'm happy because he was, you know, our prospect at one point, the White Sox prospect. And the fact that he keeps kind of making these horrible mistakes, secretly love it. See, yeah. love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he doesn't stop making mistakes. So, right. but, but, but my point was, Pap was, you know, he was talking, we were talking about how, you know, he's like hitting guys and sending messages. And, and I feel like even that, like I see guys sliding to second base and I know the rules have changed, but literally guys are sliding to second base like three feet before the base, getting up and hugging the guy. Right. You know, it, that's, right. it feels like that more than ever. Yeah, it's like 162 games of an all-star game. We're just going to go out there. No one needs to get hurt. We're just we're here to do our job with friends. Like, I remember coming up and not wanting to talk to anybody on the other team. I still tell my players that I said, listen, take them to dinner. Be their friend after the game. Before the game, it ain't going to happen. You know, like they're trying to take food off your table. You're going to beat them. Yeah, it's, it's and I, I think that's changed a whole bunch. But that's why, you know what, we ha that's why we have such things as this fantasy football league. Because yes. this is going to be, oof, oof, we got, I, do you know any of these guys are in this league besides? No. You don't you know any of them? You know well, Punto. You, Pat. you know Punto, right? Well, I know Punto, yeah. Yeah, Punto, you know. Uh, you know, make me go back to the text message you sent like 12 hours ago? Yeah. Who is it? So, you know uh, Dan Agla? Tampa, I know Gomes, Ugla, I know pitcher Mike Adams. Mike Adams, yeah. Maybe I'm going to be with next weekend. Okay. Kyle Did he get the okay or no? Uh, we that's we are negotiations. <laughs> uh, but I, I I do have a text 
Pap sent me the screenshot of the text Pedroia sent him. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I think I'm it was sure. basically like, I don't have time for that shit. So, right. <laughs> but which is like, about what he would say during the regular season. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 But um, Kyle Kendrick, I think he was, a, you know him? You know Kyle yeah. Kendrick? Yeah. I don't know him. I, you know, obviously know of him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, our friend of the show, Alex Pinellas, who's a, a Red Sox prospect. I, I can't wait to see how starry eyed he is around you guys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be fun, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Cordy, you ready to go? You ready for the good trash talk? Are you really questioning that if well, I'm I, that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to. I want to find like some good. I want to find some in, good in-game bet. I want to find some good punishment for losers. I want to f- find some good reward for winners. This is a. This is a big deal. A big deal right. because because you know what? All we deal is with champions. And, and salty, like if what I'm a little scared, you know nothing about football, but all I know is that you have the heart of a champion. So there you go. <laughs> Don't be scared. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Throw me in the deep end. Thanks, thanks to some unassuming, uh, some unassuming li- listener who gets to make all your moves. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Uh, we solved a lot of problems, and uh, and also uh, if we aren't watching summer catch in the next 24 hours, and we aren't doing. I mean, they're great. Again, great. And by the so, name another movie that the Cape League is in. I got one. Um, you give up? It won't be about the Cape League, though, right? No, it was. It was in Cape League. Was in. I'll give you a hint. Dwight Evans was in it. Hmm. Yeah. Was it? um, Well, did they give you another hint? And Eastwood did. No, no, no. Oh, the, oh, oh, trouble with the curve? No. no. Yeah, was, did they do anything? I'm sure they did something out no. there. No, it was uh, no, and this one uh, d- directed by the Farrelly brothers. Yeah, I don't know. Hall Pass. Oh. Oh yeah, that's right. Hall Pass. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So there. Yeah, but you that go. wasn't really. That just had a Cape coach who was, you know, sneaking in on the. Yeah, but that doesn't. Life. That doesn't I mean, count. Bob. It doesn't count. No, it doesn't. It doesn't count. No, there's a lot of ways I can go with this, but I won't. Uh, so anyway, all right, Chelsea, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it once again. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.